Let us pray. Oh Lord, you call us to give our best, whatever our best is, in that moment and in that day. You call us to come and simply make ourselves available to you so that you might use us as you please. So as we step now into a holy dialogue with you, I pray that your spirit might be flowing powerfully through me and through this room, that you take the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart and make them yours, that as we encounter you, we might be actively listening and critically thinking so that we can grow in our capacity to radically love as we've been loved. All this I ask and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This year's stewardship series has been based upon our vows that we take when we join the United Methodist Church. And our vows um, among them, that will come up on the screen, please. That will come up on the screen. Here we go. Our vows among them um, is that we vow to faithfully participate in the church's ministry by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. Prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. The first couple of weeks, we focused some on prayers and presence. The last couple of weeks, we focused on gifts and service. Today we're going to be focusing on witness. Witness. We're going to be talking about offering a witness. And so, in doing that, I thought it would be appropriate to ask the question, what is a witness? Now, you might be thinking a witness is somebody that's called to a trial, uh, called to testify in a court of law. To some degree, that's, that's kind of the idea, except we're not going out into the court of law to share a witness. We're going out into the world. To share with us. And the witness we share is our experience of walking with Jesus Christ. That's our witness. It's that simple. It's that complicated. A witness is sharing our experience of walking with Jesus. Now you should know, friends, that this witness is both personal and corporate. By personal, I mean this is your personal one-on-one experience with Jesus Christ in corporate because we do it also as a body. Your experience and my experience and their experiences and mama's experiences, all God's children's experiences make up the corporate experience, the corporate witness. And we do some really cool things as witnesses uh, in church. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but we do something called baptism. That's a witness. That's not done in secret. We do something called communion. That's a witness. It's not done in secret. We do something like give an offering. That's a witness. We do something like sing hymns and pray. That's a witness. We do this corporately, but we also do it individually. And when we understand that our personal experience with Jesus Christ is a witness, we don't have to put upon ourselves burdens to behave or think like somebody else's witness. You ever feel bad because you don't think you have the right story to share? Oh, I'm just not holy enough. I remember when I was called to ministry the first time, I said, you've got to be kidding me. No way. I like to say bad words too much. And I moved on. 
And that time God called me, I said, no, you got the wrong person. Maybe I'll go to seminary. Maybe I'll do music ministry, but not pastoral ministry. Third time, I just gave up and said, okay, Lord, apparently you want to use me too. I suppose if you can use David, um, who did all sorts of bad things in the Bible, you can use Moses, who did other, I mean, I guess I'm all right. You know, okay, we'll do this thing. So I walk around in my witness shoes. But you know, you have your witness shoes. I couldn't put on your shoes and try to walk in them. It wouldn't work. Right? So we have a witness to share. We have a story to share. Our personal story. We share it in our spheres of influence. We share it with the world in that way. And just as prayers and presence and gifts and service are part of our stewardship journey... So too is offering our witness of Jesus Christ. So building on the world's longest sentence, stewardship is. Stewardship is trusting God to help us fight the good fight of faith by actively participating in the blessing of community as we offer our witness of Jesus. You reckon this sentence has come to a close? You think I'm going to add another prepositional phrase to it by the end of next week? You should know I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided if I'm just going to leave that sentence there and we're going to faith walk. Or if I'm going to add to the sentence and make it impossibly long and then send it to some old grammar teachers and see what they think about it. Stewardship, the S word, is trusting God to help us fight the good fight of faith by actively participating in the blessing of community as we offer our witness of Jesus. And so today I want to offer you a witness of a church in Johnson City, Tennessee by the name of Muncie Memorial United Methodist Church. I don't know if you can see if that picture's too dark, but this is from under the balcony of the church at Christmas time. It's a lovely building. I want to share this witness with you. Um, and it's kind of a, a longer witness, which is why I'm not standing behind a pulpit, because I just want to be able to share it from the heart. Also, poor Randy's got a little cold. He didn't know how long he's going to be able to talk. So I'm just going to talk until I'm like, I need to sit down. Okay. Which could be a couple hours. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> now, Many of you know I have shared you know, different pieces of my, my parents with you. My father was a police officer for a long time. But what you don't know is before he was a police officer, he was a music educator. And he was director of music at this church um, for a few years. So in my formative years, i.e. the late 70s and early 80s, my father was director of music at Muncie Memorial, the United Methodist Church. Great big old church in Johnson City, Tennessee. They even had a swimming pool. In, inside the church, you know, that's where I learned how to swim with my dad. Jumped on his head. It was awesome. Gave him an ear protection. It was great. He ended up leaving music ministry. Um, and, you know, many years passed, and we found ourselves in different churches because my parents were in music ministry, either part-time or full-time, until I was about 14, and we landed at First United Methodist Church Johnson City, and that's where I was confirmed. And then, uh, you know, life is what life is, and um, I ended up in the Marine Corps, and then um, I ended up medically discharged at the age of 20. 
and I came back home and I had no idea who I was because I had been programmed to be a part of this group except I was hurt and no longer allowed to be a part of this group. So my identity had been really tied up in the Marine Corps. And when I went home, my parents were in the process of getting a divorce after 23 years of marriage. So I, I went home to that and that was falling apart. So I really, I had no idea of who I was or where I was going. And uh, so I just re-enrolled at East Tennessee State University, and I knew they gave me scholarship money, and because I was an independent student, I was living on scholarships and, and grants and, and loans and whatever. And one day in the music department in the summer, I just happened to run into a fellow by the name of Doug Rodejarnan, who was the director of music ministries um, at, at Muncie Church. And he said, what are you doing on Wednesday evenings and Sunday mornings? And I said, I don't know. And he said, I have a scholarship for you to sing in the chancel choir. And so I got a scholarship to be at church every Wednesday and every Sunday. Which I'm going to tell you right now was a lifesaver. Because there's plenty of other days I was at a bar. And there were some times I would even show up to the church smelling like a bar. But I didn't miss I didn't miss rehearsal, and I didn't miss worship. And those people at Muncie Church, they loved me. They loved me hard. They loved me when I was unlovable. Had it not been for that scholarship, had it not been for those people reaching out to me when I believed I was very unlovable because I was hurting and I was angry and I didn't know who I was, I don't know if I'd even be here. But that's not the only part of the witness. I just want you to know about the good people of Muncie Church. Well, as life is and as life happens, I continue to grow up a little bit in the faith. And, and uh, I had uh, gone away to, to a place for the summer called Lake Junaluska, North Carolina. It was a, a United Methodist uh, a worship Center in the southeast, and I was there as a Junaluska senior for the summer, and really getting close to Jesus while I was there. Still had problems with my mouth, but getting close to Jesus. Still have some problems with my mouth, but I'm a work in progress. And uh, and I met Amy, and and, and uh, you know she fell hard for me, and we've been together ever since. <laughs> And I decided, you know, Muncie Church has been so good to me. I'm going to transfer my membership to Muncie Church. And so I transferred my membership to Muncie Church. And, um, you know, the vows. Of, at that time, witness was not part of the vows of the United Methodist Church. We promised to uphold it by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service. Witness got added in the early 2000s. And I said those, those things. I promised. And... Um, became a member of Muncie Church, and then, um, and then at 22, you know, still in college, still doing my thing because you know, started college a little bit later than everybody else. And uh, and uh, and then one fall, I, I got I got a card like this in the mail. 
card like this in the mail. And it was a stewardship card. And it said, step up your giving. Now, when I got that stewardship card, I completely lost my mind. It made me so angry. I looked at this card and I said, don't you know I'm barely making it? I mean, I'm barely scraping by. I don't have any money. You guys are giving me money to be in the choir. I ain't money to give you. I'm barely making it, right? So I was angry when I got the card. And then I went and told people about it. Because I don't have a small mouth. You know, you know how the, the, the Apostle Peter had that, had that big old mouth he always put his foot into, right? That's me. It's just me every time. Maybe by the time I'm dead, I'll learn. But until then, God will just continue to use it in miraculous ways. I don't even mean for it to. So I went and I fussed and I complained. I went to Doug Roger Joyner, who was so kind to me. I said, what is wrong with you people? Which was not a good idea. And he said, you people are we people. And he began to explain to me what stewardship meant. See, no one had ever explained to me what stewardship meant. So in that moment, stewardship became an S word to me. And it became a nasty word where the church just asks you for money. And it really wasn't until some years later. When I really got closer to Jesus and really like actually started being in Scripture and, and spending time in prayer, that, that I began to realize that stewardship is more than money. It's, it's not just about money. Stewardship is trusting God to help us fight the good fight of faith by actively participating in the blessing of community as we offer our witness to Jesus of Jesus Christ. But listen. In that time and in that place, as that, as that 22-year-old, hot-headed 22-year-old still trying to figure out who he is and processing the pain he's been through, all I did was go out into the world and say bad things in my sphere of influence about Muncie Memorial United Methodist Church. Fortunately, my sphere of influence wasn't that big. It was a bunch of other people around my age. Well... Wouldn't you know, about two years later, Amy and I got married there. Beautiful, gracious people. Took care of us. Extravagant generosity. The kind of generosity that humbles you. That teaches you. You know, when I think back on that time, I realize... That in some ways, I was right and I was wrong all at the same time. You ever been right and wrong at the same time? The question I found myself asking, I asked you now, how can you be right and wrong at the same time? Because you can be right about something. I was right about something. I was right about the fact that no one had ever talked to me or taught me about stewardship. In 22 years of being a Christian, 
uh, growing up in the church, being, becoming a Christian, and, 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 and in all sorts of different faith traditions, right? I mean, from Episcopalian to Southern Baptist to United Methodist. By the way, I was always United Methodist on the books. I'm just saying my parents were music ministries so and we floated, right? Um, in all of these places, I don't ever remember receiving any kind of conversation, anything about stewardship. Probably did, probably wasn't paying attention. But here's where I think I was right. Why should I give something that I don't even understand what it's about? And here's where I was wrong. It was all about how I was communicating it. How can you be right and wrong at the same time? It's how you speak the truth. It's how you speak the truth. Paul writes in Ephesians instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. Speaking the truth in love. How often has somebody said something to you that's true, but it's not in love, and it did more damage than it did good? I didn't speak anything in love. I was just speaking it in anger. And rest assured, friends, how you speak about your church may be the only witness anybody ever gets of Jesus Christ. This week, you're going to be receiving a commitment card in the mail if you haven't already. That's a bad picture I took this morning and put into a PowerPoint slide for you. Welcome. On this commitment card is five places to check. I commit to praying blank minutes daily for the ministry of Calvary Church. I, we commit to praying, right, being regularly present in worship and fellowship in person or online because we know we have brothers and sisters that worship with us online. I, we commit to giving our financial gifts of whatever amount or as God supplies or as whatever. I, we commit to regular service in one or more Calvary's ministry and missions. Friends, God's called you to some type of service. And it's your responsibility to engage. And lastly, I, we commit to regularly offering my, our witness of Jesus Christ to others. And at the bottom of that card is this stewardship principle that's just essential. Each person should give what they have decided in their hearts to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. So I want you to really prayerfully decide in your hearts this week how you're going to renew your membership vows. So when you decide in your heart, whatever that is, you can do it cheerfully. I want you to be happy about it. I want you to be excited about it. I want you to be renewed about it. I want you to be excited about being United Methodist. 
I'm excited about being United Methodist. I just think some of you, you know, there's all sorts of mess going on in the United Methodist Church right now, whatever. I was born into the United Methodist Church. I don't remember an EUB. I don't remember an MEC. All I know is the UMC. That's my home. That's where I plan on being. That's what I was baptized into. That's what I was confirmed into. That's what I was married into. That's what I was ordained into. And by God, I might just die in it. It's my United Methodist Church. So I'm excited about being United Methodist. I'm excited about renewing my own vows. And I want you to be excited about it too because if people see your excitement, if people see that you are on fire for where you're going to worship, where you belong, if they see you burning brightly, people are going to come from all over just to watch you be on fire. I promise if someone sees how happy you are to pray and to be present, if someone sees how happy you are to freely offer your gifts and your service, they are going to receive from you the kind of witness that builds the kingdom of God. Brothers and sisters, I pray your witness be cheerfully given. In Jesus' name.